Today's episode includes a few stories from our March 4th issue, community installs enhanced stop signs and traffic measures, SRPMIC hosts U.S. Navy's annual pinning ceremony, Coyotes in the Community, and SRPMIC Veterans Warriors Book Club. Let's get into it. Hello and welcome back to the OAN podcast. My name is Jessica Joaquin, ad sales slash newsperson for the Anthem Action News. Today we have newsperson Chris Picciuolo joining us. Chris joined OAN last summer and since has written impactful stories on autumn water and land protectors and SRPMIC wild horses. He has also brought some audio video talent to the team. Be sure to head over to the OAN Facebook page and watch some of his videos. Welcome to the podcast, Chris. Thank you. I'm glad to finally be here on the podcast. It's great to be with you. We're glad to have you, Chris. Chris has not had the pleasure from working inside the community thus far. You started when we were in quarantine, and we're still still at home. That's correct. Yeah, so it's uh, been interesting getting to know uh, community members uh, through social media and through the phone and email, but uh, it would be nice to, to get out into the community, and I can't wait for events to start back up again. Soon, soon, hopefully, soon, hopefully. All right, before we get into our stories, let me remind you where you can find the COVID-19 numbers from the community. You can find them on the SRPMIC Facebook page at facebook.com slash SRPMIC, or you can also visit the SRPMIC website at srpmic-nsn.gov. Once you're there, you can just click that little blue banner up on top, and that will take you to the SRPMIC COVID-19 page. The numbers are released every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday. The community Facebook page also posts the latest vaccine distribution information. Also, the phone number to the COVID-19 hotline is 480-362-2603. All right, Chris, I will take us into our first story. Community installs enhanced stop signs and traffic measures. This story is by senior reporter Tasha Silverhorn. During February, the Public Works Department started installing new LED flashers on stop signs at select four-way stop intersections in the Salt River Pima Maricopa Indian community. The goal is to prevent drivers from running stop signs. Public Works Road Section Manager Jennifer Jack, who has been giving presentations at the district meetings in the month of February, had this to say. There are various tools and strategies that we are trying to do to help prevent the problem we have of people running stop signs. The flashing stop signs are an additional step that we can take. We have created a map of all the crashes that happened over a five-year period, evaluated all of the police narratives and data, and the top two trends that we see are fatal and severe crashes caused by alcohol and or drugs and from people failing to stop at a stop sign. If you ever visit Talking Stick Resort, you will see flashing lights in the area due to a number of accidents caused by stop sign runners. Jack said, Those have been up for a few years now. We used to get a lot of people running those stop signs, especially at the Via de Ventura and Dobson Road intersection. People would run the stop sign and hit the barricades, and we were constantly having to fix it. Once we put the flashing stop signs up, it really helped reduce the number of accidents. A total of 40 flashing stop signs will be placed at 11 intersections in the community. This is a community effort, supported by council and funded by the SRPMIC. The community received a Tribal Transportation Safety Grant from the Bureau of Indian Affairs in 2018, and the Public Works Division began installing new low-cost countermeasures in March 2020. In addition to the flashing stop signs, these include oversized stop signs, retro-reflective sheeting on sign posts, and properly placed stop bars. Those are the white lines on the roadway that indicate where to stop at a stop sign. 
Jack said, These are great measures, especially when drivers are under the influence and don't see things like a stop sign. So these measures get their attention and they are pretty effective. We have had those reflective posts up for a few months now and they seem to really help catch people's attention. The posts illuminate and that's helpful, especially at night. The project is one third of the way completed. The roads division is working on installing traffic calming measures to address cut through traffic and speeding in the community. These include speed tables, which are elevations in the roadway, longer and flatter than speed humps, speed cushions, which are speed tables with wheel cutouts for trucks and emergency vehicles, and chicanes, which are alternating narrow and wide sections of S-curving roadway that force vehicles to slow down. So Chris, the other day I was going, I was driving through the community because I went to the stand and somebody ran a stop sign right in front of me and my horn's broken and I couldn't honk at him and I just, I just watched it happen. I, I really hope people start taking this seriously. Yeah, it's good to have that in the community. Um, safety first. Safety first, indeed. All right, Chris, what's our next story? Yeah, so the next story is SRPMIC hosts U.S. Navy's annual pinning ceremony. On January 29th, the Salt River Pima Maricopa Indian Community hosted the Navy's annual Chief Petty Officer Pinning Ceremony, which was held at the USS Arizona Memorial Gardens at Salt River. The ceremony was virtual, with seven sailors being pinned that day, three here on tribal land and four in other areas in the southwest. Families of the pinned officers were on hand to pin them and celebrate with them. Chief Gunner's mate Victor Zuniga is one of the pinned officers. He joined Chief Navy Career Counselor Giovanni Eind and Chief Aviation Boatswain's mate Joseph Raymonds in celebrating the achievement in the community. What happened on that day, three of us, myself, Chief Ramos, and Chief Eind, were able to advance to our next rank. Before we got there, we were first-class petty officers in the Navy. Um, And on that day, on the 29th of January, we were pinned to the next rank, which is chief petty officer it's one of our highest rankings in in the navy as far as like going into leadership Zuniga said that he feels this is a brotherhood and the achievement means that he and the others who advanced are now the gatekeepers of tradition the officers posed with vessels that display their rank name and enlisted pin with an anchor which represents moving up to chief below that is the class number and the date of the pinning the contents within the vessels are kind of a secret zuniga said he did share that the inside of the vessel contains some traditional information that helps chief petty officers gain knowledge from previous chiefs on how to best fulfill the duties of the new rank zuniga says that srpmic has the support of the navy and that the community welcomed the newly pinned officers with open arms. Discover Salt River staff and SRPMIC veterans representatives were also present at the pinning ceremony. Representative Amanda White said that there is a significance to the regional Navy office choosing the site because of the USS Arizona relic in the community. And I noticed that they are they are also taken back as far as how did that come about. So they're learning more about the history on how that relic came to be. And then, like I said, they also get the education behind it, too, as far as it's on native land and it's it's obtained by the tribe, too, as well. All right. Up next, Coyotes in the Community. This article was submitted by Chris Horan, CDD EPNR Division Manager, Community Development Department. Over the past several months, there has been a significant increase in coyote sightings on the Salt River Pima Maricopa Indian community, causing families safety concerns about their young children and pets. While they typically avoid humans, coyotes have become more comfortable around people and residential neighborhoods. 
Coyotes are members of the Canidae family and share a lot of the same traits of their relatives, wolves, dogs, foxes, and jackals. They have narrow and elongated snouts, lean bodies, yellow eyes, bushy tails, and thick fur. Coyotes hunt at night and howl to communicate their location. They are also known for being wily, quote-unquote wily. In fact, they are very smart creatures and have heightened senses of hearing, smell, and sight. Coyotes are about the size of a medium dog. Think of a lab or a smaller-sized German shepherd, though they are smaller than wolves. Coyotes' fur may be gray, white, tan, or brown, depending on where they live. Coyotes are not picky eaters. They eat small games such as rodents, rabbits, fish, and frogs, and larger game like deer. Generally, coyotes will frequent a home or neighborhood if they find food, water, or shelter there. Coyotes eat whatever is available, including seeds, mesquite bean pods, fruit, dead animals, garbage, pet food, house cats, and small dogs. Water sources can include a pet's outdoor water bowl, swimming pools, or play pools. Shelter can include a storm drain or any cave-like area beneath a shed, a porch, easy up tent, tarped area, junk pile, or unused building. Coyotes often mate for life. Breeding season is February and March. In the spring, females build dens in preparation for their young. Females have a gestation period of 63 days and give birth to groups of 3 to 12 young at once. The groups of babies are called litters and each coyote baby is called a pup. The size of the litter depends on where the coyotes live. In areas where there are a lot of coyotes, there will be smaller litters. In areas with fewer coyotes, more pups will be born. Both the male and female participate in taking care of the pups. The male will bring food to the female and the pups and help protect them from predators. Here are some tips to avoid coyote conflict. Remove any items outside your home that may attract coyotes, such as garbage, pet food and water sources, and bird feeders that can attract rodents and birds for coyotes to eat. Encourage your neighbors not to feed the coyotes or leave anything out that might attract animals. Feed your pets inside and never leave your beloved pets unattended outside, especially at dusk and dawn when coyotes are most active. Trim and remove ground level shrubs and branches that provide hiding places or den sites for coyotes to prey. Now, how to scare off a coyote. Make loud noises. Shout and bang pots and pans or rattle empty soda cans with pennies inside. Quote, coyote shakers. Continue making noise until the coyote is out of sight as it will return if it looks back and it appears that the threat is gone. Do not turn and run away. The coyote may chase you. Keep eye contact. Make yourself seem bigger by raising your arms out to the side and yelling. If the above does not work, throw small stones. Spray the coyote with a hose. Use commercial repellent like pepper spray, if necessary, on bold animals that refuse to leave. If you see a coyote near your home, don't ignore it. The coyote may lose its natural fear of humans, which can eventually lead to bold behavior. If you have any questions or concerns, or to report a coyote that appears sick or injured, please leave a message on the CDD EPNR hotline at 480-362-7500. Okay, Chris, take us into our next story. All right, so this next story is about SRP MIC Veterans Warriors Book Club. In February 2020, the Salt River Pima Maricopa Indian Community Veterans Warriors Book Club was started by four members who share the highlights of each chapter with one another. 
They are the staff of the SRP MIC Veterans Representative Office. Veterans Representatives Amanda White and Troy Trucks, who is also a representative of the American Legion Post Number 114 Bushmasters, Assistant Elizabeth Thomas, and Director Glenn Law. We've been ordered or ordered four, four books that have been ordered by Glenn. And we picked one book to start with. We finished one book, and within that book, we break it down into chapters and we convene and we talk about it and all that. What what brings out like highlights of it and what what's our thought on it? How did it make us feel? And what was the significance of, of that portion of what we read? And again, the books here we are reading is based on Native Americans from from start from the very beginning, I guess, when it, when it happened, so far that was gathered. The first book the club read is From Warriors to Soldiers, A History of Native American Service in the U.S. Military by Gary Robinson and Phil Lucas. The club finished that title at the beginning of the year. Our director, ours, who started initiating these books to us because obviously um, we kind of want to be the hub, per se, for all Native communities. And we kind of need to learn about other tribes. And like I said, in these books, it'll talk about different tribes and different um, warriors and different veterans and their stories. And you can pretty much say that they're pretty much the same across the board in Indian communities. Because like I said, we were the first people here and like how it always been said in all these books we have read. And then in the second book, it'll try, it'll iterate that it's always been in our blood to serve because we're like the first Americans per se. And it's just getting a more broad idea on it, on different authors, different stories, different tribes. And like I said, in different eras, and there's like mostly all of it's mostly Vietnam veterans, Korean veterans, and then it'll move along the time frames as far as coming to now. The Warriors Book Club will read a chapter and then meet up at the Veterans Hall or on Skype and engage in discussions. Our, our book clubs get pretty deep in tune. <laughs> Just amongst the four of us, yes. The club has taken a couple field trips, including to the National Memorial Cemetery of Arizona and the Arizona State Capitol. They discussed what visiting those sites meant to one another in relation to the book they were reading. With the social media, um, I would think the same way for a lot of the community members, if they were to see it, um, see that we're actively reading it and talking about it. Um, I think the biggest thing that we want to do is show the community that there, there are books out there, there's resources that they can call and read. And like I said, um, be active in it because they're, they're really good stories. And they'll definitely get you motivated. The book club is now on its second title, Warriors in Uniform, The Legacy of American Indian Heroism by Herman J. Viola. You can follow the veterans page on Instagram at Salt River underscore veterans 1879. If any veteran would like to join the Warriors Book Club, please have them contact SRP MIC Veteran Services by email at veteransservices at srpmic-nsn.gov or by phone at 480-362-7884. That does it for this episode. Please head over to the OAN website at awesomenews.org to read stories from this March 4th issue. Stories include The Baskets and Pottery of Community Artist August Wood, 
the benefits of being vaccinated, happy anniversary 25 years of Pokemon, catching up with SRPD canines, and cultural resources department teaches Autumn and Peeposh languages through Zoom. Also, there are not only articles in our newspaper, there are announcements from various SRPMIC departments and programs, so be sure to go and check it out. Don't forget to follow us on social media. You can also find us on Facebook at facebook.com slash News and at News on Instagram. If you have podcast ideas or general story ideas, you can email us at News at srpmic-nsn.gov. Thank you for joining us today. Remember to mask up, wash your hands, and continue to social distance. We'll catch you next week for an episode of OAN Connects. Goodbye. Goodbye.